This is Stay Paid, the marketing podcast that gives listeners a competitive edge to stay motivated, find inspiration, and discover proven real-world tactics from some of the best marketers across the nation. Welcome to another Silver Dollar episode of Stay Paid. My name is Joshua Stike. And I'm Luke Acri. And author Eli, oh, excuse me, not Eli, Ellie, Ellie Radinger. Hope I pronounced your uh, name, Ellie. Yes. I'm not sure if you're still alive, Ellie. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's depressing. <laughs> it goes to the theme today. Uh, she wrote, old age and death can teach us a great deal, and that being prepared for death also means being prepared for life. This is an article from an article on Medium from Matthew Royce titled, Seven Critical Life Lessons That We Can Learn From the Dying. This is an article that you sent to yep. me, Luke, and said, hey, this would be a cool kind of silver dollar episode to talk yeah. about. So. Well, we were just talking about, I just had my second kid, yeah. uh, a little boy named William. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. It's awesome. It's amazing. But nothing makes you it's think about. a beautiful about... little boy. Thank you. He really was. Yeah, he said. Well, he still is. I mean. Still is. Although he, when they come out, I mean, you know this because you've had kids. I mean, dude, they look like old men. Or, or I mean, my daughter looked like an old woman. But it's yeah. like Benjamin and Button. It's like, oh, gosh, what's happened to this kid? <laughs> cone-shaped head and everything. But um, anyways, nothing makes you think about death. More than like, life. Yeah, yeah, having a kid in the sense of like, oh man, am I prepared as the kid? You know, am I prepared if I die? What happens to the kid? You know, adding the kid to your benefits, all that stuff. You start worrying about their future and everything in life points to, you know, hey, that's what life's about and all that stuff. And we were talking about it before we came on the show. But this article stood out to me. It's always good to stop because all of us have stress and anxiety right now. Mm-hmm. Like you have stress and anxiety. I don't know what yours is, but it's popping into your mind right now as you're listening to this. And a lot of times our stress and anxiety is because we're in an echo chamber of something we've created, a box that we've created that we think is important that is not nearly as important as you think. Yeah. And a good way to step out of that box is to take a second and reflect on what really matters. And a great way to get that perspective is to go and listen to what the people who are in their deathbeds yeah. have said that they regret, right? There's a book Did you called, ever read that book? I never read it. Uh, Ariel, our producer, That's right. Read. Yeah. Um, I, I read the summary of it when we did that episode on it, but okay. uh, I never read the full book. Yeah. But it's a great way to stop and go, oh, man, this takes me out of the echo chamber I'm in. Yeah. And shifts my focus back to what really yeah, matters. Very, like self-centered, selfish sort yeah. of like way of thinking of... of you know, and worrying, like you said, yeah. it really puts things into perspective, you know? Yeah. Well, Gary V, there's this famous video of Gary V on YouTube. It's like a YouTube short too. This lady comes up to him in an SUV knocking on the window. Gary, Gary, tell me some words that are three words that will ex- in- inspire me. And Gary goes, you will die. <laughs> and I'm, and, he, and it's get like, that is great because every single one of us will die. Nobody's getting out of here alive. Right. As they say. And it's great to use that as your motivator, not only to get up and go live life and live it to it to its fullest, but also to not let things drag you down. Yeah. Right. It's about the journey and the process, right? It's not about the destination. So let's yeah. talk about this article. real quick. Absolutely. It is a balance. So the first uh, tip that they say here is one of the most common regrets that dying people have is that they didn't spend enough time with their loved ones. Mm. So, so I want to challenge you that you need to be a three-dimensional person. The world will constantly tell you you can't. Your job will make you feel like you can't. What do I mean by a three-dimensional person? Here's what I mean. You can have a full life with your loved ones and family, a full life with your career, a full life with your faith. You don't have to just be great in your faith, but bad in your business and bad in your personal life. You don't have to just be great with your personal life and bad in your business because you can't balance them. You can have a three-dimensional life and don't let anybody tell you you can't, but it takes intentionality. And um, I think it was, who's the guy that does, um, the MTV show, 
Um, not is it not punked? Is it punked? No, it's um Rob. Dyke. Rob Deerdorf, Deerdrick, Deerdrick, right? Deirdrick. Look, look that Rob, up, Rob Deerdrick. There we go. Deerdorf, Ethan, our producer, coming in for the re- record. But this guy, right, super successful, had no idea how much success he has. But he literally structures his life so intentionally, and he makes sure he's really? at least spending. Yeah, he makes sure he's at least spending thirty percent of his time with his family. And he literally has a manifesto of how to run his life. And he has four personal assistants because he's so uh, successful now that help keep him to that um, document, to that standards of operations. How does he do that? So let's, how, how, how long are you awake? 16 hours a day? What's a third? Um, I don't know how long you're awake. Honestly, some people more than others. What's a third of 16? (laughs) What's eight times three? (laughs) Oh, 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 we're actually, okay. That, that, was, that was the dad joke of the episode. Wait, what? It's like, you're like, what's a, what's a third of 16, eight? Yeah, what's, what eight? is a third of 16? Am I? Eight is a half of a 5.3. 5.3. Yeah. 5. So he spends, yeah. so you're saying he spends what? Five, five he's, and a half hours working, five and a half hours in family. In this video I was watching, he spends, I think it's 30% of his time dedicated to his family. What's 16 divided by three, eight? <laughs> I know. I was like, what is this a dad joke? That's like, ha. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, but anyways, uh, but the point I'm trying to make with this, right, is you can be a three-dimensional person and stop getting around people who tell you you can't. And it takes discipline. Jocko, the guy who wrote the book Extreme Ownership, yeah. we had him come in and speak to our company. And one of the things he talked about was discipline equals freedom. And he says, you can see it in the people who need more time. And he goes, you know what? You you constantly find yourself at the end of the day needing more time because maybe you didn't get enough, spend enough time with your family. Well, guess what? You actually need more discipline mm-hmm. because if you were more disciplined, you would block out your calendar. You wouldn't have any wasted space. And in that blocking out your calendar, you know what would happen? You would get more time because you would realize how much time you were wasting. That's no longer wasted. That can be more intentional. Yeah. Number two is kind of similar along what we're talking about. But the second one is people who are dying feel like they spent too much time on work rather than spending time with families and friends. So what do you think about this one? So when I look at this, because you hear this all the time, it's like, I don't know if this is a, a popular take or unpopular take, but I don't know how much I believe in it because I don't think you can spend too much time on work or I think people use that as an excuse to not work as hard. And, and read, read the third one because I think they play together really well. I do. Follow your heart and pursue your passions. Yeah. So I look at that and I go... No, I, I, I agree. You should not neglect the people in your life yep. or your other responsibilities if you choose to have a family and, and mm-hmm. things like that for work. Yep. But I don't think that means I don't know that I've ever looked back that I spent too much time on work. I I because we used to, we used to work like 90 hour weeks. You like have number crazy. three because you have number three. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so just, that's what that's what I'm saying. It's like it, it's work. If it if it causes you stress. But if it's a passion of yours, it might be hard, right? But it's not really the same as I think these people define work. It yeah. would be my take. And now what I'm seeing now today in my life, because I have a 12-year-old and a 14-year-old, and they're getting involved in more things. And I am. Like, I'm leaving work today at, after our next podcast. Yeah, Josh at, canceled our one-on-one meeting. I did, yeah, because my kids. daughter's I like, competing. I was proud of him. Competing in her track meet today. Yep. I may not have done that 10 years ago. Yeah. I don't know if I would have done that 10 years ago. But today, yes, that part is important. And I think that that's the balance that you're... Yeah, well, and I would also uh, say this. So one is, is the passion. I think when people state that, here's where it comes from me, because I can only speak for myself. When I, if I regret spending too much time at work, it's really what I'm regretting is spending too much time focused on things that aren't passionate to me, that aren't, that don't enthuse me, that, that 
at the end of the day, it was just about a paycheck and it really wasn't about a higher purpose or something that actually got me going. And then the, the second thing that I think of when it comes down to work, right? And I spend too much time at work is, and plays into this is I wasn't my authentic self. I think so often one of the things that we struggle with in work is we put on our work persona Hmm. and you're different in work than you are at home, than you are at church or whatever your boxes are that you go to. You have your persona for those things instead of realizing true freedom and true um, happiness allows you to have the freedom to be your authentic self at work, at your church, in your home. You are who you say you are. And that's a hard thing. That's a hard thing for me. I don't know if that comes with like age or if it comes with position or age because you don't care anymore. (laughs) Right. Like I, yes, there was once upon a time where my work self was one thing and my home self was another. I think it's all the same. I think it's all the same now. You you meet old people. Have you ever met really old people? And it's just like, oh my gosh, this person (laughs) literally does not care how they're coming across right now. To to kind of, it really doesn't matter. To kind of reframe some of this as well. I think a lot of people use work as an escape from, from maybe what they don't want to be spending. If that's, if that's, you know, uh, home, home time or, or whatever that might be. But like I have restructured how I sometimes spend my working moments as well. Whereas before I might've worked from, you know, seven or 8 AM until 10, 11, 12 at night. Yeah. Now I will work. I will spend time with my kids cause I have them half the time. Right. So I have yep. every other week. I will, I have time blocked off to spend with them when they go to bed, I'm back doing work yep. and I'm picking up some of that stuff that I, I lost because I did stop working at six o'clock yep. versus, you know, going later. And if I just put a nail on this at the end, I would say that you are created, I believe as a human to constantly be improving. And it's not an improving about comparison. You're not comparing yourself to somebody else. But I I literally think we were created to improve, to learn new things, to get better. And work is an aspect of that. It creates that in you, the ability to create, the ability to evolve, the ability to get better at something. Now, all these things happen through your work. And so what I always want to point people to is like, just make sure that you are improving every day and you like who you're becoming Great point. and you won't end up at the end of your life going, oh, I spent too much time at work. It's not about the hours, right? It's about yeah. the actual activity. Exactly. Proven. Uh, number four is be more thankful. So people who are dying regret that they didn't say I love you or thank you enough. Mm. It makes a difference when you are dying and living a grateful life. Yeah. Um, well, I've, I've been, tr- I've been doing this more this year. This was like kind of a challenge that I did was like gratitude every single every single morning, like writing down five things. And it's changed my perspective for sure. hundred percent. It makes you uh, take less things for granted. It makes you appreciate things more. It makes you uh, even better around your loved ones. Yeah. I realize um, this cause I'm so bad at it, but I try to, you know, I used to write cards to people when they were here in the office. Mm. Now I, you know, chat people um, at their anniversary here at work um, or stuff like that. Or if they had a great sales day or they did a great job on a project, I try to chat them. And the responses I get, I go, man, Luke, why don't you show thankfulness more? Because <laughs> not only does it make you happier, make you feel good, you're making that person happier. It's such an easy thing that we don't have intentionality towards. So I I really appreciate that one. Number five is to forgive others. Forgiveness is about releasing feelings of resentment or vengeance towards another person who harmed you. So forgiveness matters, especially when you are dying. It can lead to feelings of understanding, empathy, and compassion. It would suck to take 
grudges to mm-hmm. your deathbed, man. Yeah, um, I heard this quote the other day that really impacted me, which is, forgiveness is about letting the prisoner free mm. and finding out that that prisoner was you. Mm. And what that means is you don't realize... You're not hurting the other person. Yeah, when you hold on to resentment and a grudge, it turns into bitterness. Mm. And bitterness, literally from the inside out, man, tears you down. And when people tell you to forgive, you're like, there's no way I can forgive this person. Forgiveness doesn't mean forgetting. Forgiveness is letting go of the prisoner, meaning you're putting yourself in that prison. When you let go of that, you let go of that pain, you can actually move forward and move on. So I just challenge everybody, stop taking the poison. I saw this quote um, uh, by Maria Edgeworth. She says, surely it is much more generous to forgive and remember than to forgive and forget. Mm. (laughs) Oh, that's pretty powerful. That is. Uh, All right. Number, what number are we on? We We are are number six. I lost my tab. Number number six. six. It is embrace vulnerability. Thank you. Embrace vulnerability. Dude, this one I, um, I have always struggled with. Yeah. Like this idea of being vulnerable. Is that because you are a adventurist or like an, Enneagram, are you an Enneagram one or what, what are you? Enneagram one. Yeah. And they don't, yes. they have perfection in, in them. It, yes. It's the okay. perfectionist or the reformer. And mm-hmm. what ends up happening with that personality type is they tend to judge themselves more than they judge others. Um, or they, so they kind of automatically think that other people are judging them, you know, as harshly okay. as they judge yeah. themselves. So they also have this idea of a fear of being, either wrong or immoral. So it's like any little thing where it's like, that's interesting. Ooh, like, Oh, so I don't yours is better in that your actual reasoning. Why mine's <laughs> more evil in the sense of like, I, I'm a sales type person. So it's like, you're an influencer. You, yeah. You're not yeah. vulnerable because you're always trying to influence. Mm. And that's like a bad, not, it's not bad, but you know what I mean? It has more of a, you know, like you just, you're not being vulnerable because you are, hoping that if they don't see this part of you, you can get them to do X, Y, Z. And it's like, that's so terrible. Instead, you realize you can actually influence people more by being vulnerable. Yeah. Vulnerability creates vulnerability and trust. It creates, yeah, it yeah. creates relatability. Yep. It creates an actual, tr- oh, well, you just said trust yep. in, in the other person. Yeah. That's funny. I don't, I never, s- I see you as a more vulnerable person than I am, but maybe that's because you're just that much more outgoing. And like you Possibly, said, you're, yep. you're kind of, well, you're also worked, influencing while you're doing it. I've worked very hard over the last few years, I would say. And I think you could probably see this if you go back and watch early episodes of the podcast of us. Mm. Now, a lot of that also is just ability. You know, like we've gotten better <laughs> at the podcast. But I think you can see even Hopefully. in my leadership skills here, it's like I'm way more direct, way more vulnerable with people in an in a authentic vulnerability. Yeah. All right. Number seven. And the last one is maybe most, maybe, well, I won't say the most important for sure, but it's sure. Uh, find your purpose. When you're dying, you want to know that your life mattered. Finding purpose in your life helps you wake up each day and give it your best. Purpose is crucial because it helps guide your life and commit to your dreams. Yeah. I mean, I, everything that we talked about, up until this point leads to that you have to be purposeful in yeah. you have to be purposeful in spending more time with family spending maybe not spending too much time at work if you're doing it for the wrong reasons forgiving others yeah. being vulnerable probably the most important question that you can ask yourself is what is your purpose and the exercise that has been given to me before to help you come up with this is you know write your eulogy Write what you want it to say on you your tombstone. To, or what do you want people to say about exactly. you at your funeral? Yeah. Right. And so 
It's like if you, you want people to say he was a nice person, he was full of life, he was X Y Z. You have to be a nice person. Yeah, you have to do the work, the outgoing generosity. If you want people to yeah. say that, and it's not just about oh he was very polite, yeah. right? You actually have to do the things. Yeah, that and take action that will make people see that yep. in you. And it's one of the most important things you can do, and people avoid it. Because they don't want that constant reminder that they're not living up to who they want to be. So mm. they avoid putting down. It. We do this all over in our lives. We avoid solidifying things because we want an excuse for when it's not happening. That's why people make goals like, I want to lose weight instead of, I will lose 10 pounds in 30 days. Exactly. Right. And here's how I will do it each and every day. Bingo. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I would like people to say at my funeral that he was a great dad joke teller. <laughs> So that's why I tell dad jokes every single silver dollar. Uh, this episode launches on May the 4th, right? May the 4th, yeah. So if you're a Star Wars Star fan, Wars you know this is Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you, everybody. Uh, here's a couple Star Wars jokes. What do you call two Han Solos singing together? Hmm. A Han duet. Yes, a Han ah, duet. I knew Ethan would get these. Look at that, Han duet. Here's our second one. Why couldn't Luke find love? Why couldn't Luke Skywalker find love? He was looking in Alderaan places. Oh, <laughs> Alderaan. Oh, there we go. <laughs> that was good. Nice. I actually well know Star Wars enough to get that. You got that, that one? Yeah. Oh, you, you right. know Alderaan. The wow. planet. Fantastic. Oh. Yeah. All right. You can head on over to statepaidpodcast.com for the show notes and the video of this episode. And if you like this show and want to show your support, uh, head on over to Apple Podcasts. Drop us a five-star review along with a comment. And the best way to help out the show is to share this episode with a friend. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com or you can find us on Instagram. We are at statepaidpodcast. For this episode, so to stay paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Acre. Your action item from this, I hope this challenged you to just take a step back and think about these things that pull you out of maybe some of the negativity, anxiety, the stress that you have, get you refocused. But your action item from this is choose a couple people today, two to three people that you can express some gratitude towards. Think about what you're thankful for about them and text that to them. It will change their day. It will also change yours. Remember the difference between top producers and mediocre producers in every business. It's top producers take action. Take action on that today.